Master, Father in heaven, may we truly arise and shine in this world that is filled with darkness, that our light will not be dimmed by circumstances of what we have done. The Lord, that we may shine forth and illuminate our surroundings, that you may be known and the salvation message be made real in the lives of men through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. I want to thank the Lord for this rare privilege of standing before us to share his word this morning. And I want to thank in a very special way our Father and the Lord, the Venerable Professor Samike and his team of clerics at the Chancery. I want to thank the Chapel Council and um, I want to believe that it is an opportunity we have again to reflect on our essence of being here. Amen. A city set on a hill, shining in your profession. Please, can you turn with me to the Gospel of Jesus Christ as recorded by St. Luke? Luke chapter 12. I want to read verses 35 through 37. I will jump to 41, perhaps. Be dressed ready for service and keep your lamps burning, like men waiting for their master to return from a wedding banquet, so that when he comes and knocks, they can immediately open the door for him. It will be good for those servants whose master finds them watching when he comes. I tell you the truth. He will dress himself to serve. We have them recline at the table and we come and wait on them. Verse 41. Peter asked, Lord, are you telling this parable to us or to everyone? The Lord answered, Who then is the faithful and wise manager whom the master puts in charge of his servants to give them their food allowance at the proper time. It will be good for that servant whom the master finds doing so when he returns. I tell you the truth. He will put him in charge of all his possessions. Verse 45. But suppose the servant says to himself, my master is taking a long time in coming and he then begins to be the men servants and men servants and to eat and drink and get drunk. The master of that servant will come on a day when he does not expect him, at an hour he is not aware of. He will cut him to pieces and assign him a place with unbelievers. May the Lord bless the reading of his word in Jesus' name. A city that is set on a hill and then we are asked to shine in our profession. So I have two things to do or to explain. In the course of preparing for this, I 
concerned myself with the word profession. And a city set on a hill. We've been talking about shining, shining, shining. And I dare say that it is almost the heartbeat of God. Because almost every message I've had outside of fear, we are being asked to shine as light. So it is not a coincidence that it is our theme for the year. So I ventured into looking at what profession is to guide me, perhaps. And um, my first part of call was Black's Law Dictionary. Do not ask me why I will consult that. And it defined profession as a vocation requiring advanced education and training. I also consulted, I, I, of course, I like this. I consulted another dictionary, um, Webster Comprehensive Dictionary of English Language, Deluxe and Sarpedic Edition. It defined occupation, I mean, profession in a way I do not clearly want to use here, and I will tell you why. It says an, a profession is an occupation that properly involves a liberal education or its equivalent and mental rather than manual labor, especially one of the three learned, emphasize, learned professions, law, medicine, and theology. Now, the reason I don't want to use this one is because professors that we may think is a learned man. He is not. Uh, he is only a professor of medicine. Learnedness is exclusive for people that are learned. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Now I also looked at another definition. It says that a profession is an occupation, trade, craft, or activity in which one has a professed expertise in a particular area. Or a job. Amen. So, when we talk about profession, it is not exclusive to any area. It is not exclusive to people who have studied and taken time to be in school. No. Not too long ago, I asked somebody to come and um, uh, dig, what do you call it? Well, for me. And when he was doing that thing, I wasn't envying him because I know whatever you pay me, I won't be able to do that job. He goes in there, he is making the field round, and the same circumference he started with is going down. It's a profession. Even uh, Dr. Chiju Kabu here, with all his learnedness in law, he can't do that thing. Amen. So, it is a profession. And if it's a profession, it means that the call to shine as light applies to him in that profession. The barrow man, you know, when you see people who push barrow, you will see that there is skill in that thing. You know? Okay? The way they will load the barrow, and they are saying, Chanozo, Chanozo, Chanozo. If you don't Chanozo, you, your, your legs will tell you that you've not Chanozo. And he is doing it, it's also a profession. The keke rider is in a profession. The, the market woman 
It's in a profession. And I dare say, the housewife, well, my wife says she's not a housewife. I don't know what she is, but I know she's a, a wife and she's in the house. So <laughs> that makes her a housewife. So if she lies, she may be walking, but <laughs> I know she's a housewife. No, crazy. Okay, so now, it's a profession. Because there are some who are in that profession, but they're not shining. So the word, the anchor thing there is that you are in a profession. So look around, look at yourself. Ask yourself, am I a non-entity? If you're not in a profession, you may be a non-entity. So you are in a profession. And the question is, are you shining in that profession? And Jesus didn't want to talk about any kind of shining. So he talked about a city that is set on a hill. Dog. I mean the Leonard dog, not this other dog. Dog, we're going to now, any, if he's standing, it will be difficult for you not to see him unless you have impaired sight. True or false? Because of his complexion, right? Amen. Okay. So, a city that is set on a hill. That city did not just find itself on a hill by accident. True or false? It was set there. Somebody deliberately saw the valley, saw the plain, and went up to the hill and set the hill there. And there is a reason that people around can see that city. What are you? You are a city. Okay. Where are you set? It requires a deliberate and conscious effort for that city to build. It didn't say a house set on a hill. A city. Because if it's a house, there is a possibility that trees may grow around that house and cover the house. So when you look at the as um, here, you'll be seeing the trees as against the house. But it says a city. By the way, the um, theme we are operating with, which is taken from Matthew 5.14, Jesus gave this sermon. Where? On the mountain. He chose not to be in the valley on the plain. And so when he went up, he stayed in a place where people down will see him glaringly. That is what is expected of me. And I dare say of you too. So are we a city? Or are we operating like, are we living our lives as a city that is set on a hill? If we are, then we are on course. If we are not, there is a problem. And that problem is that we are not doing what the master has called us to do. Okay. And then, if we are a city set on a hill, what is, why is there this call that we should be a city that is set on a hill? We've said that 
It is there for everybody to see and to behold. And I asked myself this question. Why is there the call for us to shine as light in our various professions? Remember that the reason we took the third definition is because it captures everybody. So you cannot say, well, if I were to be a medical doctor, God knows what I would have done. Hmm? And um, of course, um, if I were to be a lawyer, all the lies in the world, I will never speak one. Uh, let's not go there. Because I have always told people, it is only those who go to the witness board, Chicho Kabo will be the witness. Those who go to the witness board that tell lies. Those who sit at the bar, they don't. Because they are only asking you a question you are answering. It's for another day. Okay. And why is this call that we shine as light? The world naturally is enveloped by darkness. That is why you must shine as light. Naturally. And if you think it's not true, turn with me quickly to Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1. I will come back to, and I believe that God will give me the grace to remember to come back to where we read in Luke 12. Now, Genesis chapter 1, verse 2. Now, if you look at verse 1, it says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. That's, there's no problem there. We know it. But look at verse 2. Now the earth was formless and empty. What happened to it? Darkness was over the surface of the deep. Darkness. So, at creation, what was on earth? Darkness. So it is not anything strange that Jesus said, or when uh, you read the book of John, chapter 1, verse 5, it says that the true light has come what? Into the world. Because originally, what is in the world is what? Darkness. As if that is not enough. Look at uh, Isaiah chapter 60, verse 2. Isaiah 60, verse 2. Um, that one makes even the darkness to be more frightening. It says, See, darkness covers the earth, and what again? And gross darkness or thick darkness over the peoples. Darkness covers the earth. Remember, we're asking, Why the call for you and I to shine? And we said, from beginning, from creation, what was there was what? Darkness. Even the heart of man, ordinarily, unregenerated, is what? Darkness. Look at the book of um, Ephesians, chapter 5, verse 8. Just the first segment of that verse 8. Amen. For you we are once what? You see, when we, were, when we were for um, Zona Fellowship, we talked about this place. He didn't say you were once in darkness. Did their own right, you were once in darkness. What, what is their own there? That I was once what? Darkness. What it means is this. 
that I am here is dark. And I move to this point. What happens here? Darkness. So if I, if I was in darkness, if I move out, then I will no more be in darkness. But you see, the funny, the funny thing is that this is darkness. This is light. And I moved out of darkness. I have not gone into light. Where am I? In darkness. So I was once darkness. So apart from the world being filled with gross darkness or thick darkness, that even me, in other words, it wasn't the world actually that was darkness. So it was the inhabitants of the world that was darkness. And that was why when man sinned, what did, what did uh, the Bible say? The Bible says, God repented that he made man. He therefore cursed earth on account of what? Man. Remember, we are talking about shining as light. And if we know where we are, we'll be able to know why we should shine and how we should shine as light. Amen. Okay. And now, so we said that um, darkness everywhere. So the last one we read there is uh, John chapter 3 verse, eight, verse 19. Can somebody help me with that? John chapter 3 verse 19. And the judgment is based on this fact. God's light came into the world, but people love darkness more than the light, for their actions were evil. Okay. Okay. You see, why the scripture is enjoining us to shine as light? First, the world after creation was filled with what? Darkness. Second, I am darkness. Okay? Then, okay, second is that darkness has come. Apart from the one that was there, another one came. And then, thick one, for that matter, enveloped the world. Then, the third one is darkness. What is worse is that even when light came, Men, you and I, we refused light. We chose darkness. Reason, because we are already accustomed to being in darkness. Look, if you have enjoyed darkness, you will know what I'm talking about. Sometimes, you are, living, you are staying somewhere. I want to tell you what darkness is. You may think it is in real darkness. You are staying somewhere. And you see Kanonona pass by. And you are staying where you should not stay. What will you do? You move further. You go down. You must, you must hide yourself. And in fact, leave those ones here. If you see any of these ones here, you also hide. Because your deeds, where you are standing, you are not supposed to be standing. Because your deed is evil. I'm not saying you are doing anything bad though. But you know that where you are standing. Yet, you won't even come out. You will see... You'll be watching. If he goes, you see, stay again. Because you are darkness. And so, this morning, we are being asked, how can we be cities set on a hill? Remember, we started by saying, the city did not find itself on the hill. It was set. It was a deliberate thing. That means, I must do a thing. 
in my profession so that I will shine as light. God set me in that profession for a purpose. It is that I may declare the goodness of the Lord. That I may shine forth as light. So how can I shine as light in my profession? And I want to use my profession as a lawyer. So that when I finish mine, you use yours. If you look at the bulletin, the vicar was very deliberate in putting that the speaker this morning was a former this. And perhaps he didn't put a, a former that. But, um, so that he will be able to align his, his um, sermon with what he was. It is not in the preaching. No. It is not in the preaching. For us to shine as light requires much more than preaching. In that profession that I found myself, can people in that profession, let's live outside. Okay? By the way, when the Bible says you shine, the songwriter says, brighten the corner where where you are. It is not outside. So, shine in your profession. Leave mine. It is my responsibility to shine in mine. So, when I'm shining in mine, and we are shining in yours, and she's, he's shining his, and she's shining hers, then the entire place will be illuminated. And there will be light everywhere. Don't bother about shining to the whole world. You don't have that capacity. Right? So, it is the corner. Where you are. You know, they said that lawyers tell so much lies. That's what they say. In fact, when I came out from law school, I'll come to scripture in a meeting. He said, Brother, thank God for you. Thank God for you. I said, Brother, this question that I want, I said, Ask me, I will answer you what I'll be answering. Others. I said, Do you know the question? I said, no, just ask me. They said that lawyers, because of the amount of the quantum of lies they tell, when they die, they will chop off their tongue and then put them face down. I said, so, does that take them to hell? I said, you know, I'm not saying, you know, it's just that uh, if only you have read medicine. I said, have you ever seen any, any lawyer committing abortion? Is it not medical doctors that do it? <laughs> have you ever seen any lawyer, you know, using wrong... Um, you know, um, a measurement in building. Is it not a Ogotchibudem that we do it? So it is, there, this thing is, is from the heart. And if you're in law school, nobody teaches you to tell lies. So when you tell lies, you are talk, talking from what? Your heart, what you start in. If you don't have any lies to tell, you won't tell. But again, you ask the person, that's your brother that is a lawyer, when he, the time he died, what did he do? So no, I don't have anybody to say So how do you know they chop their tongue? As if when people die, it is easy to go and open their mouth and then chop up their tongue. It's not that easy. Anyway, that's for another day. Now, how can I live as a city set on a hill in my profession? Having been MBA chairman just some couple of months ago, so I'm, I'm talking 
why I'm talking and some lawyers are here so that if what I'm saying is not true, they will tell you, this man is telling lies. When I finished my tenor, by the way, let me say this, except very few who knew, to contest, to even come out and contest as chairman, MBA, you spend so much money. I don't know why. They are not paying you a salary. So why are you spending money? But when I came to contest, I spent, I think I spent 18000 And um, it was because they sent test messages, bulk SMS, three times. And that was the only time, the only money I spent. I didn't buy a drink for anybody. I didn't buy them catfish. And so, when I hear people that, I said, they spent and spent and spent. God help you. I didn't. So, I, am, I know I'm on air, so that when people hear it, they say, so this man. That's why I didn't touch the money anyway. Anyway, I didn't touch the money because I didn't want to touch the money. When I was leaving office, I, one of the people that fought me, Dr. Bonozin, he told me, he asked me, Anya Nojinta, you see the problem you caused in Emba, that's Emba, it's Nigerian Association in Nugu. See the problem you caused. I said, what's the problem, prof? He said, because of the amount of money you left, that is why four people are now jostling for the position. And I came to court. Somebody asked me, does it mean you don't have need for money that you leave that amount of money there? So, what the person wanted is, when I have finished, as a matter of fact, when I was living, I was actually in need of about 20,000 naira. So why would you be in need of fund and you left money, big money, enough to tempt people, even people who are inconsequential, no, no lawyer that is inconsequential, but you know, um, within the lawyers, yeah, outside, every lawyer is consequential, but inside, some are not. So, and they came out to vie for the position. One had the temerity of telling me, better spend this money because if I succeed, you will eat it. But there is a thing we are doing. And I told them, I said, when I finish, it must be said that a child of God has occupied this position. Abba will bear me witness. Live your life. It is not in preaching. He knows if we come to a meeting, I don't preach. I don't preach. All you do is can your life be such level of testimony that people who are in that profession will see you and feel challenged? They want to live like you do. That's all. It's not the thing we, we, they did when we were in law, uh, at law school. During the bi-final exam, you see somebody with cigarette and his tie holder is, believe it or not, I'm a child of God. It's not possible. So it, it is the tie holder that is the child of God, not you. Not you. So, we are talking about living. Your life, the ethics of that profession, are you, you know, keeping that ethics? In law, there are people we call Jankara. Can they associate you with Jankara practice? His worship, the deputy chief registrar. We recall that there was a time when she was sitting as a magistrate. 
There is one lawyer, I will mention the name, she's, he's late now, Adrene Kechi. Appeared, I was doing a matter with Adrene Kechi. She was the one that told me. When Adrene came, I didn't come to court. And Adrene said to her, Whatever made an agenda not to come will be serious because he doesn't play pranks. So she came back and told me. There are things you do. I was, I was once in, um, in court. There's another uh, lawyer, very senior lawyer. He said, ah, leave all these born again. I've known them. Uh, there was even one that was once a local government chairman with me uh, when I was in, the, in politics. I know all of you. And I said, begin now to look at me. Today, we are still friends. Watch me and know what I do in this practice. Can you, in your profession, not to preach, tell the person, I want to live out the gospel. That is what we are asked to do. Again, you know, I am a teacher. What? I don't know whether I say I'm or I was, but either of them can go. You know now. So, uh, so in those days, they will tell you that anybody who passed through IMT, including people I never taught. So much so, it was so bad that on one occasion, I hadn't got a car by then. I was coming from Campus 3 to my chambers. So we are in a taxi. And why is in that taxi? Normally, trust taxi uh, drivers. So four at the back, three in the front. That is two plus the driver. I was in the front. The four at the back, we are discussing all the bad lecturers. There is one Dr. Oji in banking and finance. Bad. Ojinta. Bad. And, you know, as if the, the thing has to do with Oji. But it's not Oji that causes the thing. No. So, and they were discussing about Ojinta. I was there. They didn't know who Ojinta is. They discussed Ojinta all through until we got to Chima Avenue. And I alighted. Meanwhile, the person in front knows I'm Ojinta. So, he didn't know how he would turn because the way we are packed now, like Sadine. He couldn't turn to tell them, look, Ojinta is here with us. So. And so they were discussing Ojinta. Of course, why should I bother myself? And when, they, when we got there, I was the first to alight. I came out. So when he balanced, I was paying. He told them. So they looked. Even the driver was surprised that the person being discussed was there in the vehicle. So, but it is, it's not the problem. Peter said, let it not be, the, let it not be that when they accuse you, they accuse you rightly of what you did. How are you living your life as a Christian? Shining. Are you really shining? Do you even know you have to, you have to shine? In your community, are you shining? Sorry, there are a number of persons here. They occupy very good positions in the township. In their villages, they are not known. You are not shining, no. Jesus, his brothers knew him. And that was why on one occasion, they told him, Look, don't you know it's Passover? Everybody's going to Jerusalem. Won't you go to Jerusalem? If they didn't know him, they wouldn't have told him that. In your community, do they know you? Because the reason you are there is because God wants you to shine. 
Sorry, I may be talking about myself so much, but then um, I, I didn't give myself this topic. So you, uh, that should came with tolerate it. Amen. In my community, once upon a time, I was a secretary. Secretary general. It was during that time. By the way, I, I accosted one man. I said, why is it that when a woman dies, no, a, a, a man dies, the woman, the wife may be the person that killed him. All the woman dies, we come and say one thing. Find the, a woman. But when it is the woman that dies, the man, even when he was there mourning the wife, is also looking at some others who are coming to know, get a, a suitable replacement. And so I asked him, why? It's like, this is a, a, a man's word. You live anyhow. But if we are light, we need to shine. And um, we did a thing. We had to get, call a meeting. By the way, if you dare not shave your hair when your husband dies, you are in trouble. So we called a meeting. We forced our people to take a decision in my village. Who are those churches? Which churches would want the women to shave their hair when the husband died? Only two. Roman Catholic and um, Sabbath. In my village, if an Anglican woman loses the husband, you dare not get to the, the unless the woman says, come and shave my hair. Otherwise, you don't do. And you're not even when I, I'm not around. You know, they know I make trouble. Don't, don't, that doesn't mean that I look for trouble. Okay? Amen. So we are talking about living our lives in such a way that somebody looks at you there and beholds the light. We have a lady in my community that will be buried first of next month. I was just talking about the lady with my, uh, my wife. And she said, each time she comes back for August meeting, and that lady is around. She says, the Ark of the Covenant is in the midst of the people. She doesn't preach so much. In any case, she never, she will tell you, there was no day she was asked to go to school. And she stopped midway and come back. She never saw the four walls of any school, any primary school. But when she gave her life to Christ, she reads the Bible fluently and then understands it and practices. She was practicing it when she died. That is living for Christ. It is not about the noise we make everywhere. The amount of preaching you do everywhere. So in your profession, do you speak the truth? Where you work, in that office, do they know you? Leave the, the, the thing you kept around, your corner. You, 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 you know, fested your corner with all manner of stickers. But they cannot, when bribe is discussed, they know. You may, depending on the circumstance, tolerate bribery. They know that it, your, your truth is situational and then circumstantial. It depends on the circumstance you find yourself. Is that, is that the kind of person you are? And you, you are calling yourself a Christian. And you said you are a city. You are not a city anywhere. You are not. God is calling us this morning. He wants us to shine as light. God wants you and I to shine as light. And like you said, God has a reason 
for situating you where you found yourself. It is not by accident. By the way, you know the light we have been asked to shine is not even ours. Two of us. It's not our own. It is wickedness that somebody gave you light, asked you to shine, you refuse to shine. Science. I didn't do science anyway. But they said that science said that the light moon beams here is not his. Okay? It is one he collected from the sun. If that is true, why would moon be so wicked that he collects light from the sun and refuses to give out to people effortlessly? It is wickedness. And any time you live your life, whether you are a medical doctor, whether you are a teacher, whether you are, whatever you are, and you don't shine, you are showing wickedness. It is disobedience. Any act of disobedience in itself is sin. True of us, we know it. So why wouldn't we shine? That's light. So, a number of times here, we have been told that, oh, teachers have great platform. Great platform. Doctors have great platform. It is not the amount of repent or perish you said. It is even the quality of service you rendered. His worship, Mrs. Nanya Chijokabu, the last chief judge, when she was living. I have something against her. I'm on air. Nothing will happen to me. She so praised her, the amount of economy she showered on her. And I said, you know she is this good. Why didn't you recommend her for judgeship? Anybody who was there during her validatory speech, we asked, where is this angel? Actually, she is so. My wife will say it's because she's my girlfriend, but that, that's not true. It is because I know she is. Everybody, could, she was so commended, she was so praised. That is shining as light in that profession. That is what we're asking us. I don't see her. And if you see her small table and her small office, hey, now wow. Very small. Both the table and the office. But from that little corner, she is a Affecting the judiciary. What of you? What of me? Amen. Okay. You know, if I look at this way, you understand what I'm trying to do. Avoid no gochuku. Now, we are asking ourselves. I want to conclude. You see, it is possible you want to shine as light. Every time you make a resolve to shine as light, you decide in the morning, I'm going to shine as light today. You get to the office, something dims it. You know, it does happen. It does happen now. <laughs> you have, you've made a decision. I'm going to shine today as, as light. I will be a city set on the hill and nothing will stop me. You get to the office. You wouldn't know. In fact, before you get to the office, the whole thing will fizzle away, would, would become dim. And the little thing you look, a little compromise. <laughs> I was watching film with my wife once upon. I don't know the name of the film. 
um, Zach Oji was one of the uh, people that uh, stirred it. He killed. He was looking for money. So he killed. They asked for one head. He brought one head. Now he needed more money. So he came back. So uh, in that uh, film, he was called Vulture Michael. So <laughs> they asked him, you go and get seven heads. He said, he called him and said, how can I get seven heads? He said, Vulture Michael, you've killed one. So if you've killed one, you can as well kill seven. So one little compromise. One little compromise. I'm talking about compromise. When I was the chairman of MBA, I told those in Esco with me. I said, you people are foolish. The way to get a chairman is to give him, package a little money. Okay, he will eat. For instance, you say, chair, this is nothing now. It's 10,000. I mean, you make calls. You do all these things. So you can just take this in. So chair will take 10,000. So he takes 10,000 and says, well, after I was making call. Then, later, the person will come with 100,000 and say, chair, I need 100,000. He said, why will you need 100,000? What are you? He said, chair, that is what I need, though. He said, have you t- seen me take 100,000? He said, you took 10 the other day now. He said, it was only 10. He said, that was what you needed. My need is 100,000. Yours was just 10. And uh, if you don't give me the 100, I might as well tell the people that you took 10 the other day. So what will happen to me? You will approve now, because if you're eating 10, very small amount of money, but you compromise. A little compromise. Just a little. God is calling you. God is calling me. And I said, perhaps you are making effort. The effort you are making is that you will shine as light. And I will tell you why you must shine as light. Because you are not an accident. Amen. Say, I am not an accident. I didn't just happen. God took time to make me. That I may shine for him. That's all. If you see yourself as an accident, so you live your life anyhow. But I know you are not. And so, assuming you are, you know, um, living your life. I will just round off with two things. Where we read in Luke. The Bible says there, the person, the servant who will be ready. That servant didn't just become ready. You know, the servant was just living their life and suddenly saw that he's ready. No. The servant was ready. Waiting for the master. Not knowing when the master will come, but was waiting. And what happened? When he finished, Peter said, Master, come on. If I said it was to them, I would have excluded myself. But he says, it's for everybody. It's for everybody. And so, Jesus then said, Who is that wise manager? Who will take charge of the other servants? So, all of them were what? Servants. But he was entrusted with something. In that profession of being servants, he needs to shine as light. And then he begins to give others food at the right time. And he didn't say, my master stays a long time now. 
and I will do live my life anyhow I like. If he did that, he said the master will come. The master will cut him to pieces. So, I want to charge you. God is telling you, the reason you are here this morning, the reason I am giving this opportunity is to remind myself of what awaits me. That I spoke to you of how to shine as light and I did not shine as light. Or that you heard me tell you what God says as you say concerning how you shine as light. You did not do it. You have opportunity. There is one darkness, one more darkness. I will just say it and I will close. Job Job chapter 10, I think. Let's look at Job chapter 10. Um, 20 through 22, and I will end. Verse 20. Are not my days, are not my few days almost over? Turn away from me so I can have a moment's joy. 21. Before I go to the place of no return, to the land of gloom and deep shadow, to the land of deepest night, of deep shadow and disorder, where even the light is like darkness. Death. Death. The land where even the light is what? Like darkness. And that's why I pity people who believe that someday they will go to Pogatri. Let me tell you this. Maybe you are from Rome. Eh? And they tell you that because there's no way it will be sharp and it can cut this. It means you will never come out from that place. Since the razor blade will never cut the orgy, it means you will never come out. And that is the place Job said. Somebody said, oh, I will, I know that my, my days are few, I need to enjoy, and then thereafter, I will travel to the land of no return. Where even the light there is darkness. Will you go there? You, looking at me, and listen to me, whether he is stayed here or online, will you, be, will you like to go there? God is calling you. It is because of the amount of love he has for you. That is why he has given you this opportunity. That is why he has given me this opportunity. Let us pray. This land must be gone. Somebody must go there. It is a different thing from dying. Because in dying, you are translated from life to death. If you are regenerated. Can you talk to God? Don't pray for people. Pray for yourself right now. Can you talk to God? Well, we are praying. Ask God to have mercy on you. Shining as light is for everybody. It's not for uh, Venerable Professor Samike alone. No. It's not for those in the chancery. No. It's not for those in the choir alone. No, it's for every one of us. 
God. You will be given the opportunity to hand their life to Christ now. You are here. You are listening to us online. He is asking you where that darkness is and where it heads to. Even the light there is darkness. You need to come to the light. And as the Spirit bids you come, so respond. And I know I am still in darkness. Jesus the Lord has not changed me. And I want him into my life to give me light this morning. If that is you, please raise your hand where you are. It's a decision for eternity. And perchance there's someone joining us over there, even online, in different parts of the world. Repeat this prayer after me. Lord Jesus, thank you. You love me. You gave your life for me. You, light, came. Enter the darkness of the world in order that you may enter the darkness of my heart. And as you rose from the dead, bringing life, I also want to rise with you as you change me, forgive me, cleanse me of my past life, and give me the power to live for you. Thank you. As you do anything in me, and click the light in my life, to shine where I am. In Jesus' name. Amen. Father, as many as receive you, who surrender the will of their lives, who surrender the cycle and the decision willingly unto you, and submit and make up their mind to forsake the life of sin, the natural life of darkness and to embrace you, Jesus, who have paid the price on the cross of Calvary for our sins. Forgive, cleanse, write the names in the book of life and bring a new beginning in the name of Jesus Christ. Bring peace that passes all understanding and give light that subsumes everything in the past and shines for you today and going forward in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh.